Welcome into Orange Fizz Cast. We are your brand new host, Jaron May here with Matthew Bonaparte. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We are going to be talking about Syracuse men's basketball on this edition of Orange FizzCast. And we're going to be talking about not this year because, well, it's down the drain right now after Syracuse lost to Louisville. Basically put the nail in the coffin for any kind of tournament hopes, if there really was any, before that game. Now Syracuse can only hope for some type of magic to happen in Greensboro in the ACC tournament if they want to get into the NCAA tournament. It really is kind of smelling like an NIT season for the Orange, so let's just throw that away. You've heard enough about how this team is not good enough. Let's move on to next year, and it's kind of difficult. It's kind of weird to say that. Uh, It's weird that we're saying that while we're still in the middle of a season, But let's be honest, we got to look ahead and kind of evaluate this Syracuse team for the years to come. So Matt, uh, Syracuse bringing in two new faces next year, Kadari Richmond and Woody Newton. Neither of them really pushed the needle. Kadari is a four-star recruit. Woody is a three-star. He's 6'8", kind of a big guy, maybe 6'8", 190, could maybe put on some weight um, and be a bigger presence down low. Uh, But what are your overall takeaways from this really just two-man recruiting class? Well, you mentioned that Woody Newton is 6'8", 190. What does that remind me of when he came in? was Marek Dolezal. He was 6'8", 190. Yeah. So... I mean, I'm not too excited if I'm a Syracuse fan about Woody Newton coming in because he's just a clone of Pascal Chuku, Barama Sidibe, Marek Dolezal. I mean, if I'm Jim Beheim, why am I going out and getting the same guy who has failed me for three years? I mean, Marek Dolezal is having a great season. Well, he is doing it because he has no other option. Well, I mean, you just get a guy like Dior Johnson, you get a five-star. Why can't you go out and try and get a big man who's a five-star? The thing is... Syracuse, I don't think Jim Beheim ever had a big presence in recruiting Dior. I think Dior came to Syracuse under his own free will because there was a quote that, uh, and this is a great conversation to have, is he had a quote earlier when he actually uh, committed to Syracuse, and he said he's coming to Syracuse because he doesn't want to go play for the Blue Bloods. He wants to beat them, which means, number one, Syracuse isn't a Blue Blood. It's kind of a jab right in the heart for any Syracuse fan. Um, And number two, it means that... I don't think Beheim really had that much of a say. I think he knew that he wanted to come here, and he just, I mean, if you're Syracuse, why would you say no? That's fair, but, I mean, you also got to look back and say they got Darius Baisley as well, who was a five-star, a McDonald's All-American coming in. I, I don't understand why you keep going after these guys. Why not push the envelope and try to go for a great big man? But that's beside the point. Completely agree with you. I think they need to. I just don't think Beheim is a great recruiter, especially in his older age. And regardless, I don't think that this recruiting class is going to make a big difference on next season. Mm -hmm. What I'm more looking forward to is seeing the development of their young guards like Joe Girard, Bryson Gadine, and Buddy Beheim. I think that Joe Girard's going to put crazy work into this offseason. We've seen flashes of greatness here and there. We've seen a lot of potential from him. That 30-point outing, then a back-to-back with a 22-point outing. He can shoot the three. He, had, he was 1-for-10 in his 30-point performance against NC State. If he drops any of those, he's going to be up in the 40s. So you want to see what he can do. You, you're excited about what J- Joe Girard's going to bring to this offense next season. 
with Buddy Beheim, who already had a great season this year. Let's see what he can do in his junior season. He's been dropping threes left and right. A little cold down the stretch here, but he's been great all season. So if he can stay consistent through two halves of basketball, he's going to be exciting to watch as well. Yeah, I mean, I think that the development is more important than the recruits, like you said. Um, but the thing is, <clears throat> I think that the the guards are going to be the guards. The guards are going to be just as good as maybe maybe take a little step ahead. But I don't think you can get much better than Buddy Bayheim did what he's done for this team this year. I don't think he's going to take that big of a leap. I don't think maybe Joe Girard has a bigger step um, than Buddy Bayheim, and I think that he has more potential that he can fill in uh, over the offseason. But it still all comes back to the big man position, at least in my opinion. And Barama Sidibe goes from a junior to a senior. You don't usually see too much improvement from a junior to a senior because at that point, you've kind of just peaked. As a junior in college basketball, whether, um, like, obviously there are some cases of there are really good coaches that can mentor you um, from freshman year all the way to senior year. I don't think Syracuse has that in Jim, in Jim Beheim. Uh, I think he gives up on players way too easily. And because of that, he's going to say, you're a junior. You're about to be a senior. I'm not going to put all my time into you because, number one, you've let me down so many times. And number two, you're going to leave this program in a year. What I would like to focus on is the younger talent. And the younger talent, I don't see too much potential at. I mean, you can look at it from the center position. You can look at, uh, at John Bolajak. And, yeah, he could be pretty good, 6'10", 215. That's a big body. But you have no idea what type of of talent he is because you just haven't seen him this year. He's redshirting this season. So you don't really know, and that's my biggest worry looking forward. Well, Bolajak, I know, it was supposed to come in and be the kind of guy who can stretch the floor from the big man's position, but I don't know how ready he's going to be after redshirting this season. We haven't seen him play like you mentioned. But what I'm most interested to see is the five that they roll out for next season. Yeah, We can kind of assume that Elijah Hughes is going to leave this program go towards the NBA draft after having such a good season. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. So when you look at what you've got for a five on the floor, I think you're looking at Joe Girard, Bryson Goodine, Buddy Beheim, Quincy Garrier, and Marek Dolezal, if you want to win basketball games, that is, because Barama Sidibe has let you down so many times. So you're starting you're starting uh, Quincy Garrier over Barama Sidibe. Over Barama Sidibe okay. and putting... Uh, Dolajai at the five spot. Sure. Just because Garrier has been such a reliable rebounder when they've had him in this season. So why not start him instead of Barama Sidibe, especially when Barama has let you down time and time again. And the other point in having Garrier on the floor is having that athletic big man in the middle of the zone. Yeah. That's why they've struggled so much on defense this season is because Burama can't move around on the baseline, get to both corners. He can't defend the big man on the inside. He can't defend the three. You've got to get somebody in there who can play athletically against a big man and put up some real great defense without fouling every time down the floor and being able to get out to that three-point line and guard some guards like Gary A. can. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to get your opinion on this. If you don't think that Barama is the guy going forward, and I completely agree with you, is Jesse Edwards. I think Jesse Edwards absolutely can be that guy. Okay. But he's got to put on some weight. That's what we've seen with three big men now, Pascal Chuku, Barama Sidibe, and Marek Dolozhai. All three of these guys have had to 
put on some weight to really be good. Pascal and they Tuku, still don't have enough. Yeah, they still don't. Pascal <laughs> Tuku's gone, obviously, but Barama Sidibe yeah, maybe still has a chance. He gets some muscle in the offseason. Marek Dolajai put on some muscle. These guys have to be able to go against guys like Vernon Carey in the ACC. You yeah. can't just, you're not going John against... John Mooney. John Mooney in the ACC. Both these guys are great, great big men, some of the best in the country, regardless of just the conference. You've got to be able to defend these guys because they don't only have shooters on their squads. You know, you've got to be able to defend the inside, defend the drive from the guards as well, and you can't do that when you're a twig on the floor. Mm -hmm. Now, I also want to get your opinion on this. Jalen Carey uh, out due to injury throughout this entire season, but at the beginning of the season when he was playing, he got benched. Uh, Joe Girard took his spot in the starting lineup, and you could kind of see from his face, from his facial expressions on the sideline, he didn't seem too happy. It might have been one of those cases of Jim Beheim putting a player in his quote-unquote doghouse. Uh, we've seen that happen a bunch. Mm -hmm. So there have been rumors that maybe Jalen Carey might test out the whole uh, transfer portal. I personally think that that's a good move for him. I don't think he has a future here at Syracuse, especially with Joe Girard performing the way that he has, Bryson Goodine playing the way that he has. Um, <laughs> so I'm thinking that Jalen Carey should go. Do you think that he does? And if so, do you think Syracuse is better off without him? Well, I'll never forget what Jim Beheim said after he benched Jalen Carey. Someone <laughs> asked him, why didn't Jalen play today? Why did Gerard get so many minutes? And Jim Beheim said, because we wanted to win the game. Yep. He does not like Jalen Carey. He doesn't like Jalen Carey on his basketball team. I think that he should absolutely transfer. He's not going to get any playing time here with Syracuse. He should definitely go somewhere else. Because I think he is a pretty good talent. He's just not a talent that this team can use. We saw against that, in that Virginia game, he clanked a three off the side of the backboard. I mean, that's just not a good look for anybody. But I, I, I mean, I don't think if he would, t if he were to leave, this team would get any better or worse. He isn't adding anything to it right now. I don't think if he were to play next season, if he were to get any actual minutes, he would do anything to help this team. Ever since he got here, I, I never saw him making much of an impact. Every time he's on the floor, I don't think he adds that much. He's a good defender. He, he pushes the pace on defense. He, he's, he's a real scrappy player. But he, can, he doesn't add anything on offense. Yeah, so I don't think that other than those two games in Brooklyn uh, last season, he really hasn't shown anything. I don't even think at the top of the key he does anything better than you can say Howard Washington or Bryson Goodine. Um, and those are two guys that I would probably play above Jalen Carey. I, I know 100%. he came in as a pretty highly touted recruit, but he just hasn't panned out, and sometimes that happens. Sometimes you have to cut your losses, and I think uh, Jim Beheim has seen that and um, is thinking that. So I think you take Jalen Carey off this roster. He can he can try out the transfer portal. If he stays, that's fine. He can be a backup. I just don't think that he should be a center piece to this team, and I think Jim Beheim is on that same track. So that's one guy that could be leaving. Another guy that could be leaving, and I think that we both agree is going to be leaving, is Elijah Hughes. I think, and I'm pretty sure everyone thinks, uh, he can be a pretty darn good talent in the NBA. I think he's going to be drafted, you can say, either late first round. That might be pushing it. He might be a mid-second round pick. Uh, but he definitely has the talent, and I think that 
What he does best and why he's such a great prospect for the NBA is he matches what the NBA is turning into, which is a great shooter. And then he's adding the extra layer, the extra depth of, yes, I can shoot right in your face. You have to respect me by coming out on me, drawing the defense near him. And then he still has the talent and the strength to be able to go past someone and finish on the inside. I think he's a very prototypical uh, NBA player right now. I think he'll be successful in the NBA draft. Yeah, I mean, he's taken such a big step up from last season. We knew he had all that talent. All the all his teammates from last season were saying, he's the best player on our roster. He is the guy that has the most talent here. So when you get that kind of praise from NBA you know, prospects right now, like Tyus Battle and O'Shea Brissett, right. it means something. So, I mean, Elijah Hughes, we know, can do it all. He can shoot, he can drive, he can defend, he can, he can do it. It's a matter of can he play it at the next level? Does he have the 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 uh, size to do it at the next level? He's six six. I'm not sure of his weight, but I mean, if he's going to be playing small forward, six six not too big. So you got to worry about that if you're an NBA scout. But I think he definitely is going to play as well. He played his way into the draft this season. He's a great player, and I I don't think that's disputable. Now looking at some a couple other players uh, going forward for next year. Again, you're listening to an Orange Fizz cast. With Matthew Bonaparte, I am Jaron May, your brand new hosts here um, on the Orange Fizz. So now, Bat, I want to talk about Robert Braswell, uh, the sophomore, which a lot of our viewers like to call out um, for wanting more playing time. But the thing is, he hasn't played too much at all this season. I mean, I'm looking at his stats right now. He's played in one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven games. You can count the amount of games that he has played on two hands, uh, and there have been 24 games. Um, so you kind of look at it and you are underwhelmed, but I want to see him take a step forward and actually be given some playing time uh, because I think he has the talent. He has, he absolutely has the size. I mean, he's six, seven, 200 as 200 pounds as a forward. Um, you can line him up on the outside and he can be a mismatch to a lot of the man to man defenses that the ACC plays. Uh, so I want to see a little more Robert Braswell. I think that if we would try to pinpoint one player that's not playing this year that could be a big impact or maybe uh, a semi-impact off the bench, my choice is Robert Braswell. If I pose the same question to you, one player that hasn't played too much this season, um, you can pick some type of rotation player, but someone that's a little more quiet this year, looking forward to next year, who's going to have that biggest jump? Well, he's he's played a little bit this season, but a guy that I want to see play a lot more is Bryson Gadine. Okay. He hasn't I shown he hasn't shown too much, but here and there we've seen like okay, this guy can play. He can be this team's next guard. He can be this team's sort of Brandon Trish like if you want to throw it back to an old Orange team. <laughs> uh, you know, he had that game winner against Wake Forest. We know he can step up in the big moment. You know, I think Bryson Gadine could really be a really solid player for the squad. And you start him at the two next year with Buddy at the three. I think that could be a really really powerful team with some really great shooting. If you you have that Joe Girard, Bryson Gadine, and Buddy Beheim on the floor at all the same time. So this is a conversation that a lot of people have been having. Uh, and I wrote an article on the Orange Fizz if you want to go check it out. Uh, but it's the conversation between Howard Washington and Bryson Gadine. Both players are pretty similar. Bryson Gadine, the freshman. Uh, Howard Washington, the junior, out of Buffalo, New York. Um, but the thing is, one's going to be 
with your program much longer. Obviously, Bryson Godine is is a freshman. So, which player going forward, at least in this in this next season, do you see Jim Beheim giving a little more love to? That's a good question. Um, I think he definitely leans toward Howard Washington, though. I agree. You've got he's a yeah. senior, and he he's played very well when he's been in this season. It's been fun to watch him when he's on the floor. He takes a three every now and again, and he plays really good defense. Mm-hmm. So having Howard Washington on the floor, when I'm watching, if I were a Syracuse fan, I would feel confident and I would feel safe knowing that there's a guard on the floor who knows what he's doing. He knows how to play defense, and I don't really have to worry about if he's going to screw something up or if he's going to give the ball away. He's a good passer. He's got good vision. He can space the floor. I mean, he's the kind of guy where he's not a star, but he's a glue guy, and he's definitely somebody that can help your basketball team anytime he's on the floor. Mm-hmm. All right, so we've talked a lot about specific players. Now let's take an overall look at what's going to happen to this team from a team perspective um, in this next season. So, in my and I'll start with my own um, ideas. I think this team takes a big step up. Um, I think losing Elijah Hughes, yes, it's going to be difficult uh, to fill his role. I think the big man situation can only go up from here because the thing is, I don't think it'll take a big leap, but you can't do any worse than what you're doing right now. Marek Dolajai is going to be Marek Dolajai. He's going to be the same exact player next year. Baramas Didibe is going to be the same exact player next year. But there's could be growth with Quincy, uh, Quincy Garrier, with Jesse Edwards, and John Bolajak. And you can even add in a couple uh, of the recruits. I mean, Woody Newton could be somewhat of a presence. We have no idea if he'll actually get any minutes as a freshman. Um, I think they take a step up. I don't think it's a major step. Let's say they finish this season um with just under 20 wins. I mean, when you look at their the rest of their schedule, it's not too tough. They're sitting at 14 and 12 right now. If they finish with uh, 17 wins, I think next year they could be at the 20 win mark um, and be again, it's going to be a classic bubble team that you cry for over a couple games because they lose games that they should win. And then they surprise you on a couple games that they win when they should have lost. Um, so I think it'll be kind of the same, but it will be a little better next year. That's at least my preview. Um, I'll leave the floor to you. I think next year's team's record really, really weighs in on the growth of Joe Girard and Quincy Garrier. When you lose Elijah Hughes, what you're losing is a guy that you can go to at any time to go get you a bucket down the floor. You need somebody to score. You need to stop the momentum of another team. You hand the ball to Elijah Hughes, and he drains a three. So when you lose that, you lose a lot of your scoring, and that's really what drives a team like this when they don't have good defense this year. You've got to get scoring. So next year when you don't have that Elijah Hughes type, you've got to lean on somebody else. This team has always leaned on one player at least for scoring. Before Elijah Hughes, it was Ty's battle. So when you really... Look at it. It's got to look. You got to say, all right, who's going to be this team's go-to guy? That could be Joe Girard. That could be Buddy Beheim. That could be Quincy Garrier. I think it's Buddy Beheim. You think so? Yeah. So if it is Buddy Beheim, you've got to be able to say through two halves of basketball, which he's had a problem with this season. He's that's been very inconsistent. Point. He's got to be able to take a three in the fourth quarter and drain three in the first quarter mm-hmm. or first half, excuse me. Um, but I'd say that this team they sit around probably the same. 
I'd say 17, 18 wins. I don't think they make the tournament next season. Maybe the next season when these guys are juniors and seniors, they'll be a little bit better. But next season, they're still growing. They're still developing. You might lose Quincy Garrier, which is a big problem because Ooh, he's... That, that would have to be a big jump for him to be able to make it all the way to the NBA well, after one Well, the thing is, he year. came into this program as a 20-year-old. So if he's risking staying as a senior and going into the draft at 24 years old, I mean, that's his choice, but he's not Cam Johnson. Yeah, I mean, you you got to... That's that's way down the road to predict, um, but I mean, at least from what we've seen this year, he's got to take a big step up to be able to get to the NBA. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely correct in saying that, but <laughs> I'd say that the this team sits around 18, 19 wins next year. Okay. Um, now, you said something interesting there where maybe in two years they make the NCAA tournament. My worry with that, and I know that's a little out of the really eyesight right now um but they lose Marek Dolzhai yeah and he's kind of been the glue of this team yes he has been getting in foul trouble as of recently but he I mean at the beginning of the season I told you this a couple times I thought he was this team's MVP obviously he's not the best scorer um he's not actually I think he is the best rebounder but he just does everything that this team needs to do especially on the defensive side and is just a hustle player sacrifices his body um does a lot for the team that doesn't show up in the stat sheet and if you lose him in two years after he graduates I think this team could take a pretty big step back um something that I think is even a bigger loss than Elijah Hughes and I know that's kind of tough to hear because Hughes is one of the best scorers in the ACC but right now. But you've got guys to pick up his slack. Right. You can you can fill the void of scoring. You can't fill the void of hustle plays because right now on the roster, I don't see someone that fills that gap that what Marek Dolajai does for this team right now. Yeah, and I think at that point when you do lose Dolajai, you're going to be leaning on Jesse Edwards a lot and John Bullishak. So... It's, it's yet to be seen if they mm-hmm. can fill that gap, yeah. but if they can, this team will be successful. Yeah, all right, so we both kind of agree pretty much the same kind of team, maybe a win, two. I'm, I'm saying maybe three more wins. You're saying maybe two um, more wins, maybe one more win. But it seems kind of like they'll stay on the same path of mediocrity that they have been in for quite a while. For the past couple seasons, uh, the Syracuse team has... Sure, made a Sweet 16 run here or there that has surprised some people, but overall, it's always been a bubble year. You worry about getting into the tournament. Sometimes you make it, sometimes you don't. Only time will tell what this team ends up turning into. Two new recruits coming into Syracuse next season, Kadari Richmond and Woody Newton. Um, Those two names will be on the roster next year. And a lot of growth is going to have to be seen for the younger guys, especially with the possible losses of Elijah Hughes and Jalen Carey. Um, But that's going to do it for our very first Orange FizzCast here for Matthew Bonaparte. I am Jaron May. Make sure you tune in to all of our FizzCasts and read all of our articles and all of the great writers on Orange Fizz. Uh, And we will see you next time. Have a nice day.